It's time for the Orlando Lions Den podcast with your hosts, JJ, Eddie, Cleon, and Alex Brown. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Because sometimes you just feel tired, feel weak. So I collapse, I'm spilling these raps long as you feel them to the day that I drop. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Cause when I am not, then I'ma stop pinning them. And I am not hip hop, and I'm just not Eminem. Subliminal thoughts when I'ma stop spinning them. Women are caught in webs, spin them in hawk, spin them, adrenaline shots. The penicillin could not get the ill in the stop. Amoxicillin's just not real enough. The criminal cop killing hip hop, filling a minimal swap to cop. Millions are pop listeners. Till the lights go out, till my legs give out, can't shut my mouth, till the smoke clears out, and my high burn out, I'ma rip this till my bone pull out, till the roof comes on, till the lights go out, till my legs give out, can't shut Welcome my mouth. to another edition of Orlando Lions Dead Podcast. This is Clean One, and we're here with your season wrap-up show. I'm enjoying with uh with all the fellas today. Let's start Diamond with dogs are back. Uh, I'm talking to you, Eddie. I was gonna, I was gonna call Alex first, but whatever. Oh, what's up, man? I'm ex- uh, excited for the season wrap up. I feel better after our uh, what intervention last week, and um, now I'm I'm about looking forward, and um, that's it. I don't really care who wins the cup, to be honest, and uh, and I'm just looking forward to to next season and talking about all that stuff. All right, Alex Ryder. I have made it through all the stages of grief and I am now ready for 2021 and I'm counting the days until the season starts up again. Alex Brown. What's up guys? Yeah, I missed out last week, but uh, I'm still kind of mourning, but just sucks seeing like the teams play like crap and then you're like, ugh. but yeah, onward 2021. I think uh, we'll get a trophy, maybe at least one. Let me let me see. Let me see if I can find JJ around here today. I, do we have JJ today? Do we have him? Do we have JJ's him? here. JJ's here. JJ's oh here. Oh my goodness, it's JJ. It took me a long time uh, to mourn the loss, um, especially my uh, compadre Nane from Portugal. Oh, we can't hit right a PK. Um, and but, we're uh, off. It, and but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. He missed the PK, but that's nothing new from him. We already knew that he was going to miss it, and I was uh, there screaming, "Don't take it! Don't give it to Nani!" But hey, he wanted it. 
he took it and he missed. Nah, and I wasn't surprised whatsoever. The police officer that was sitting next to me or standing next to me, she goes, why not? And I go, because he's going to miss. And you don't know that, that he's Portuguese. He misses PKs. So, <laughs> and it happened right go. in front of you too, JJ, right? Right where you're sitting. Uh, no, I actually got kicked out of my seat. I was sitting oh. by Cleon and oh. the, <laughs> the, the uh, usher told me that I'm not supposed to sit there, but to go sit with uh, in my my seat, which was Iris's seat, and there was like six, seven people around me. But when I was sitting by Cleon, there was nobody around me, so they rather Weird. have me with COVID. So it's yeah. all good. It's okay. okay, but Alex, real quick though, Alex Brown, you're you're right though. I mean, that's part of the reason I've been watching that much. These teams, especially the Revs. I mean, just you know, we we beat the crew down a man. Revs, we should have beat. It is it is frustrating to see these teams knowing that we could compete and could beat all of them. It is frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I'll be okay if Seattle wins because I think, uh, you know, they would, they're the only team that, that we haven't beaten, right? Because we beat Minnesota, and then we beat – well, we didn't beat New England, but well, they're either not way, in it, so. it's sad. Columbus, we smushed them down to a guy, like you said. So, I think we would have went up there and beat them in Columbus for sure. But, oh, well. Said they're hosting MLS Cup. I have a question on that vein with the Seattle and Minnesota actually playing right now. Um, just yes or no's. Is this fan base ready to see Adrian Heath coach in an MLS cup? Not going to happen. I don't think the podcast, the fan base is. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the red shirt OGs are, they're going to be, they're going to celebrate vigorously. Um, we're going to get Beswick's, Gary Beswick's talk about, you know, brag that finally in whatever years of MLS, one thing's worked out for him. And then um, we're here about the five-year plan and all that. And all those people who talked about three-year plan aren't talking as much because Oscar, like we said, came in and made us good right away. He didn't need a three-year plan. So, yeah, some of those people are going to chime in, but those, those people are, are – uh, they are who they are. He ain't going to win. Yeah, yeah, and, and the, look, the the farther away we get from that time, the the less relevant most of them are, anyway. No, whatever. About All right, let's let's, let's, let's get the sponsors before you get too deep into this. Let's get I, the sponsors. I just know one thing though is that no one respects Minnesota, and they're the underdog. Blah 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 blah. Sponsors. Tuga Landscaping for all your landscaping needs. Get with Tuga Landscaping. Uh, you can call me at 407-690-9992, or you can go on Facebook and check out Tuga Landscaping. Also, Casey Sports Bar and Grill out in the Heathrow Shopping Center out there in Heathrow, uh, in the Windy Sea Shopping Center. Ladies night on Thursday night, Friday, Saturday. They got bands, and they got all your football and soccer that you want to see on Sundays. And speaking of not respected, field turf, they're not respected. But they're out there doing pitches for the Champions League and most of the big clubs, training facilities. So we respect you, field turf, and uh, appreciate you, your sponsorship. Alex? <laughs> You're always fun to follow, Eddie. Uh, <laughs> Accurate Mortgage Group. Uh, of course, Leo at AMG Lenders on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, any questions is I think they're doing some really good deals on some VA loans right now, refinances. They do a appraisal uh, special uh, where they give you your money back for your appraisal. Uh, if you're from OC Twitter, just tell them we sent them your way and they'll give you guys that deal. 
And last but not least, support for Orlando Lions Den comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's, let's get into the show officially. Um, let's, let's start off with, with uh, expectations. Did this season meet, exceed your expectations, or, or um, how are you guys feeling at once, now, now that we've had time to, to wind down and, and accept our demise? Um, how, how are you guys feeling about, about how the season went in a whole, starting from MLS? It was a little weird season with COVID and all that, but uh, going from MLS's back to uh, second round of the playoffs, uh, what do you guys take? Start with JJ. Uh, oh, JJ, go ahead, JJ. Okay. My expectations, I, I was very happy, to be honest with you. I never thought Orlando City would be where they were, were where they went this year. Um, first off, with the MLS is back, you know, um, nobody thought they were going to make it all the way to the final. Heck, that people had written us off, you know. Um, we should have lost against Miami. We should have lost against uh, all these teams. But guess what? We didn't. We went in there. Um, Poppy um, felt like the team was gelled together during MLS's back, um, from the hotel rooms to basically living together and doing everything together. Those guys uh, got a bond uh, together. And then it, it, it came into the uh, regular season after the MLS is back. Uh, we showed that we, we were here to play and we were not a joke. Like a lot of uh, pundits had put us as uh, being a joke. And then they started believing and we made it all the way to the, uh, what was it? The uh, quarterfinals or the, um, of uh, the, Eastern our semis of the Eastern, uh, semis of the Eastern Conference and unfortunately you know we had some uh, bad luck against New England and didn't go our way but like you said Alex Swag um, if we would have beat New England I think we would have been in the championship game beaten and we would have beaten Columbus easily so yeah my expectations I loved it uh, it, it was phenomenal they, they did uh, more than what it was expected Okay, Eddie. so I'll go. I have to agree with that. <laughs> yeah, well, um, so I'm JJ. You said it. You, you nailed it pretty much. I'm ex the this this club definitely exceeded expectations um, that I, I even had, and I was positive that Oscar Pareja could do a job. I was positive that we had added some good pieces and had some confidence in the pieces we added last year, and um, and the scouting team and the general manager. And um, the team did gel during MLS's back. The, the team had a style that was fun to watch. The team played with heart, played with passion, sometimes a little too much, as we saw with the Revs match. But it, it's a team that you're proud to root for. It's not embarrassing. We're not boring. We're not getting, getting wiped, you know, wiped out of the stadium. Um, so definitely exceeded. I didn't think it was going to be like this this year. I thought, I thought it would be like the seventh seed or something. But we were, to me, a team that could have contended to gotten to the finals. Uh, it took me a while to really, really believe it. But this is a team that that we should all be proud of. And you know what? I, I think this is a, a turning point for the franchise. I think Orlando's here to stay. I think we're going to be, we, you know, we have a good foundation now. We should be respected and we're no longer, you know, the laughing stock. And and, um, and people know that when you play Orlando, you're going to see good football and you're going to be, they're going to be tough to beat. And, and we're going to win most of our games at home. And so definitely, definitely exciting season for me. Alex Ryder. 
this tr season was definitely a lot different than anyone thought it was, both in how Orlando performed and how the season went. I mean, the elephant in the room, COVID. COVID completely changed the dynamic of how the season went. We got two games in a normal world and then everything hit the fan and we had that break. We had players coming back. We had MLSs back in our backyard. And I don't think that was, I think that was a factor in bringing together because it's just as hard, if not harder to be in your, where you're living, where your entire family is living for these players, but not being able to see them for how long was it? Month and a half, two months. And to go all the way and and win the games. I mean, I, I behind me I have the LAFC match day poster that they sold. And it's because it's such a memorable game because no one thought we could win that game. I think that was a big turning point when we realized oh this isn't a joke we're 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 here to play we're here to stay and that carried they, they the pundits on tv said oh this is this isn't going to carry outside of the bubble this is just bubble magic in orlando and it look what it look, look what we did we carried it outside of the bubble and we exceeded the expectation um i don't know who it was it, if it was I think it was Eddie said we I thought we were going he said we were going to play 7th and I thought that too I thought this is our year to finally sneak into the playoffs as a low seed and we didn't do that we hosted a playoff match we even and we even won in the most unlikely of circumstances and just looking and I, I know we'll get into this more but looking at the results, looking at how we played at home, looking at how the the player turnover is looking to be relatively minimal. We have built an incredible foundation in Oscar Preya's first year. And the original question was, how did it, how did this season feel? And did it exceed expectations? It far exceeded expectations. And we're going to get to look back as a fan base and say, this is the year that we finally grew up and became a top tier club. All right. I'll, I'll say for me, before I go to uh, Alex Brown, I'll say for me, it's, it's, they went so far past exceeding expectations and did it so quickly that I, I think the more accurate term would be that they actually changed my expectations. Of, of what I expected of this team. Because um, while I did think, and m to be fair, most of the time coming into a season, I do think we're going to make the playoffs, even though it's failed over and over and over again. I normally honestly believe that we are going to make the playoffs almost, almost at least, at least for the last couple of years. Um, and they, they changed the expectations because it's, I, I had changed my mind that, it wasn't even a question to me anymore that we are going to make the playoffs. And the fact that we finished fourth, fourth in the East, um, and that was back then. We, we should have, we, 
<laughs> we would have finished third and we, you know, we had that, that crazy ending at the end of that Nashville game. Um, we should have stormed straight into, in, into those playoffs and, and been a high third seed, um, third in the league, actually. Um, so the fact that we were disappointed that we're going, that we went out in the second round. And for anybody talking about Orlando City and, and, and almost every fan, honestly, we're disappointed. We expected, we expected to go further. And that's an honest feeling. It wasn't just false hope. It wasn't anything like that. And I feel like we should have went further and, and we could have went further. And it's just, they, they, changed, they changed my expectation of them is the more accurate um, term for me. Uh, Alex Brown, how about you? Oh, yeah, that's a perfect way to put it, Clan. I was going to say, like, if I exceeded, they exceeded expectations, then why am I so sad? Like, why am I so depressed? Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> like, if they exceeded it, then I would be, like, really, really still happy about what happened, but I'm, I'm really not. You mentioned the, Na- the Nashville loss at the end. You know, it would have maybe been nice to have that three seed looking back at it, not have to play New England. Uh, but here we are, you know, that's the little things. Uh, it's why every, every match matters, every point matters, you know, I mean, uh, and, and that's what happened. But, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, Cleon. They've totally changed it. I think now going into the next year we're like supporter shield is is what we're aiming for it i would say uh you know we're looking for um trophies wherever they may come maybe multiple ones you know and and it's not just like a pipe dream either it's it's that we're going to be favored we're going to be up there you know we're not going to be a hundred to one to win mls cup or whatever we were to start this year you know it's going to be much much better much improved odds uh, and that just is testament to what they've the foundation that they're laying and that they continue to lay down with uh, Oscar and hoping that Columbia job gets filled quickly uh, and by somebody else and uh, we can I can move on with that having to worry about that every night I go to bed but uh, but yeah other than that you know if we keep Oscar if we can keep Poppy Legend then I think we'll be all right. Thanks for that, Alex. I forgot about that. Now I have, I'm going to have nightmares. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> oh, I've been having nightmares. I barely sleep thinking about that. Oh man! All right, let's let's get into let's get into some fun stuff. Um, instead of all this rehash, let's get into some fun stuff. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk season MVP. Orlando season MVP, not not Lee. They just gave that to uh, who they get that to? Pozuelo. Yeah, Pozuelo. Yeah. Um, let's give Pozuelo. it to team team MVP for the season. Um. MVP, let's do newcomer of the year. That would be basically anybody that wasn't on this team last year. Um, let's do young player of the year. That would be anybody 23 and under. And let's also do defensive player of the year and off- offensive player of the year. Who wants to start? Mm, what, what's the category? Oh, you want us to do – All right, let, let's start. Yeah, do let's one start. category at a time. All right, let's start with, let's start with uh, team MVP. Mm. Bueller. Alex All right, got that's, one, that's one for Mueller. Mm. Pedro Galese for one, me. Give me one. J- JJ, one. JJ got Galese. Whoever wins is getting the official Orlando Lions Den MVP of the year. Yeah. No, <laughs> JJ. Cash. Yeah. JJ said Galese. Alex has said Mueller. Um, <laughs> Nothing yet, Eddie. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just trying to go. I'm trying to think. I don't know, man. A part of me says. Part of me realized like how important who is it? 
uh, Mauricio was on the pitch, you know? Give me a name. I'm going to say, you know what? I like the kid. I'm going to go with Mueller. I'm going to go with Mueller because I like him. And, you know, I don't know if he listens. I don't think he does, but I just want to give him a a prize. Alex Ryder, give me a name. And don't be as long-winded as Eddie. (laughs) That shouldn't be hard. Chris Cash Money Mueller. Ooh. Yeah, that, that's, that seems like he's already got it wrapped up at this point. JJ, yeah. who you got? JJ already said Gaiese. I said Gaiese. I didn't even hear him. I didn't – whatever. I, I said, I said I'm, JJ I'm, said Gaiese after I'm, he I'm said it. I'm going with JJ. I'm going with Gaiese. Um, so, uh, Chris Mueller officially wins the Orlando Lions Den Season MVP Award 3-2 to two over Pedro Gaiese. Congratulations, so, Chris. Your award is I in think the three mail. to two is a disservice. Yeah. You guys are wrong for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, Pedro some... deserves the runner up in my opinion, but yeah. Mueller expects a manscape in the mail. All right. Uh, Mueller had 10 goals. Pedro had Pedro surprisingly only had three league shutouts. Did you guys know that? Yeah. But he yeah. also only gave up a goal, uh, 1.06 goals a game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can I can guarantee you I can guarantee you that locked up more wins. Yeah, look, I yeah, I mean they both had Mueller had a lot of game winning goals and assists, but but yes, it was a game changer. I just think you know I just like to get right. Mueller just because. the next one. Next, um, young uh, newcomer of the year. Let's go, JJ first. Antonio Carlos. Eddie. Okay, got yes sir. Alex Brown. This one's hard for me. Give it to I me. like Pedro. Pedro followed closely by Andres Perea. You can vote Ooh. for two people. You only vote for one. Give it. Give me your official. That's uh, Pedro. All right. Um, Alex Ryder. Vote for Pedro. Pedro Galese. All right. That's going to wrap it up for him. I'm also going Pedro since I did say he is MVP, so he would have to be both for me because I'm consistent, JJ. Uh, four to one, Pedro Gaiese, official Orlando Lions Den newcomer of the year. Okay. All right, next category will be young player of the year. That's anybody twenty three and under. Hmm. I can't can't wait to hear your dumb excuses for not picking Daryl DK, but let's hear it. Daryl DK is my pick. That's it. There's, I mean, there's no way around it. But close second, Andres Perea. All right. Uh, that's. All right, so Eddie's DK. Actually, yeah. close second, Benji Michelle. Benji Michelle. Yeah, I'm DK. Of course, man. JJ. Anybody not DK? Anybody not DK? Just say that. JJ? Daryl DK. Yeah. Ryder? Ryder? Daryl freaking DK. Cleon? Daryl DK. Unanimous decision, 5-0. Yeah. yeah. Daryl DK, you are Orlando Lions Den podcast official and unanimous, only unanimous so far, young player of the year. Yeah. My early pick for uh, MVP you next like season. You need like that fake. Ooh, uh, that's that really early. Oh. I like that. Crowd applause. Yeah, we do, right? I can, I can put that in there. All right. <laughs> um, let's go defensive play of the year. And, yes, Pedro Gaiese is uh, available for this category as well. It's a Swedish Viking, Mr. Robin Janssen. And it's oh, not even it. close. Oh, I'm gonna. Yes, you know man. what? I don't. Not only think it's close. I think it's Antonio Carlos. Ooh. So, yep. 
I'm going Antonio Carlos now because I'm trying not I'm trying not to be consistent for Cleon because yesterday was the was the what was the newcomer and he's a defensive player but I'm going with Antonio Carlos here. You like that, Cleon? Yeah, that's fine. I'll allow it. Ryder. Uh, I I'm going to say Antonio Carlos because he he adjusted very well and went from having a couple of bad mistakes in early on in group play of MLS's back to being an absolute rock for us this season. So, I, yeah, I will say to, to Alex Brown's point, Jansen was really, was really good towards the end there. He, he finished strong for sure. JJ. He was consistent too. I'm going to go with Antonio Carlos. Oh, I, I was hoping he was going Jansen so he could tie it up and I could be the tiebreaker. All right. Four to one, Antonio Carlos. Okay. You are Lions wait, wait, what happened, Mr. Consistency? I guess it was your MVP. Well, I, I Newcomer. Just, well, what I happened? You already won the award. So I gave oh. it some, I, I, I gave it to my backup. So you had nothing to lose except <laughs> your consistency. And and you and you, you surrendered your consistency for a vote that was already won. I should you know what? I, I should have well, I mean Annie Annie also had no chance to win after you guys put all the votes. That's why in. you should have stayed consistent. Oh man, Cleon, you blew it. I agree. Right, next topic. I would I would have loved I would have loved for I would have loved for Pedro to walk out with like all the awards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> walking out walking out like it like like he's Taylor Swift at at, at a uh, music award show or something. There you go. But I think, you know not, I think Tanya not, West comes in out. That's right. And you know, <laughs> I, I'm gonna let Pedro, you finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pedro is, is ready to go for next for next year. He's been on his Instagram playing little silly kid games with his kids, and he, he hashtag said football comeback already. He's ready, man. He's had enough family time. He's itching for next year, man. <laughs> I'm ready too. I just seen that Brian Roan nutmeg. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Alex, would that would that happen? I swear, I thought of you. I thought of you. Yeah. Oh, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Brian Rowe, like um, the last season when he was, the last season when he was here. He gave up like 1.6 goals a game, and you know we were all like, "Oh yeah!" And like I said, Pedro was giving up like one 1.06. And then when Pedro went out, we're like, "Oh no matter, we got Brian Rowe." I mean, some people are like that, right? And then we got he had the one shot out at the beginning. We're like, "Oh yeah, we got to lock down." A- after that three goal performance, you know where he ended? You know where he ended up for the season? 1.67. You guys know? You guys right ever heard of this secret? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where you got to speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what everybody was doing when they were uh, saying we get Brian Rose got this. <laughs> we have uh, the utmost confidence in him. Yeah, he's gonna take us to the promised land. Yep, they were trying as hard as they could, guys, speaking into existence. But that, that that is the, the hey, wasn't I the ever. one that didn't care for Brian Rose? I just you were, and I wanted you Mason. Well, oh, no, that, okay. Well, no, that was too. I wasn't defending Brian Rowe. It's just that we don't know if Mason's is good or not. I'm just oh, saying yes, that was the best do. option. Yes, we do. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Well, um, then, uh, Alex, Give that is the, the most definitive argument against the secret ever, right there. That we we willed Brian. They tried to will Brian Rowe into existence, and then he he finished with uh, uh, three goals allowed. I'm not saying they were his fault, but still, it happened. And last year. Against the fire, the last goal Brian Rowe allowed was guess what? A nutmeg, the backfield <laughs> nutmeg. Yeah, it wasn't uh, the last. I don't think the first two were his fault, but that last one, I was just like, "What? What's going on here, bub? What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's not very good when you get nutmegged at the top of your box. Okay. Oh, Something's, oh, <laughs> that was absolutely on. insane. Did you see that goal? Wow. Yeah, oh, I missed it. 
free kick from and this way showed out. up one nothing. Oh no. A free Boo. kick from who, way out, bro. Who scored it? Molino? No, no. Ozzy Alonzo? That's not Ozzy Alonzo, bro. No. Tom like, Dwyer the, uh, already scored for Minnesota. I'm not watching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the hair threw me off. It's it's uh Reynoso. Reynoso, I was gonna say, yeah, Reynoso's yeah, worked he, out for them. His hair threw me off. I was like, what the yeah. heck's going on? I think that's that's like uh he almost looked like Tito Tito Vialba for a second, bro. I was having I, flashbacks. I think All that's right, Adrian Heaves' first with the awards. I, I think that's Adrian right. Heaves' first four and DP that's ever breaking worked the out. awards to bring you a scoring update for a game that took place take... one day ago as you yeah. listen to this. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> offensive player of the year. Offensive okay. player of the year, huh? Let's start with JJ. Daryl DK. I want to go last. That's one for you said DK? Correct. All right, that's one for DK. Ryder. Look at him. He's he's thinking so hard his brain's gonna pop out. <laughs> I, I have a I have a take on this, and I'm gonna back it up with a, just a little bit. Mauricio Perea. Okay. Because he he contributed a lot to the attack. He didn't he didn't have the most goals. He but he he created a lot. I mean, we've talked about it on this program before that statistically we've done better with him and scored more with him on the pitch. He's created more of those chances. More. Yeah, goal more for so goal. that's my take. Okay. All right, Brown. So, yeah, well, we'll skip yeah, Alex there. I will say, um, I'm going to say that <sighs> offensive player of the year. You know what? I'm going to go with Marisa Perea too. Hey. You know, I already gave Mueller, I already gave Mueller an award. I would have given him this. I'm going to go with Mauricio because Maestro pulls the strings. Our offense is way much better with him, you know, pulling the strings. And, uh, you know, and he's extremely valuable, maybe the most valuable. So. Yeah. Alex, Darryl you, you DK. broke up. Darryl DK? Okay. Yeah, oh, me and Marisa Perea, we're not on speaking terms. I'm still mad, will be mad. For a good oh. amount of time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are broken up like that like Polster's foot leg. Yeah. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to dig himself out of that hole. Yeah. Look look hey, at this. My, look at this. my negotiation worked. I told him, remember I said last week that after that red card, they they should say you owe us a year. And they the next day they signed him for a year. So <laughs> you're welcome, guys. Always be close. Leon, what's yours? To break this oh, man. Um Ooh. I, I was going to go Cash Mueller, but he has no chance to win. And I see the opportunity to break a tie, which means I would have all the power just like I like. Wahaha. So let me see. So I just flip a coin. I'm going to go. Oh, man. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Who played more minutes? Yeah. Who what are you doing? Minutes? Looking it up on your computer? I, I got I to gotta look it up. Alexa, who played more minutes? <laughs> I got it right here. 16-18. 16-18 for Mauricio. And Alexia, Alexa said DK. 14-44 oh, for DK. It's pretty close, man. Oh, man. I'm going to go. pretending like he doesn't have this written down. Three different I places. do have it written down. No, See, I do have it. He's got Excel sheets. And he's just selling it over here. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I actually don't have this one written down. I was. I had Cash Mueller. Uh huh. I'm going with. Oh, Mauricio Pereira. Oh, yes. Wow. yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh man. What JJ? Oh, what we say? If we didn't have DK, guess who we would have? Zer Striker. We were still winning with him. With who? With Dom? With Tesho. No, no, not Dom. Dom was out the first game of the season, bro. With Tesho? We were still winning with Tesho. Yes, we were still winning with Tesho. And we were going to win all these games with Tesho. No, no, no. We won all the games before we started playing DK with with Tesho. No, but DK. The second half of the season was a backup. He came on like 60th minute. Yeah, no, but he's saying that that if – yeah, the DK DK won some games. DK did something to his credit. I didn't yeah, see Mauricio's more important. I didn't see Tesho do what he did last year here in Orlando. I'm not saying Tesho's better than DK. Nobody's okay. saying that. We're talking okay. about Mauricio. It ain't about it ain't about Tesho. Congratulations, Mauricio. Make sure you get a little red red card on your trophy for the Orlando Lions then player of the year. Amen, JJ. I'm with you. <laughs> I can't believe we just gave a guy offensive player of the year. We should, can we give out Might the next well trophy for hey man, for, that, that for, dude, for single handed? Basically, what Alex oh, is trying yeah. to say, he single handedly uh, just basically killed us in that New England game with that. Yeah, well, we're, down, this is an offensive award and, bra- and a break it's, leg it's tackle for the whole season. Yes, yeah. look, it's that was an offensive, not for the yeah. New England games, for the whole season. That was a defensive effort. This is an off- offensive award, so it makes perfect and sense. He's not good at offense. But let me get a defensive straight. effort. Good at a defensive that's that is the nicest thing anybody's ever said about that tackle. The <laughs> defensive effort. <laughs> Well, let me get something straight. Let me just get something straight. I love you. If Marisa, that's if that's still. effort, I, I can play you, in the MLS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you saying? Hey, look, I said I still love Mauricio. I don't want I don't want fans to be thinking that I'm bashing you. If I one thing was made him. clear during this season is this offense does not work without Mauricio Pereira. And that is true. I, Listen, I agree. And if he doesn't have that tackle, I probably vote for him for every award we just gave out except defensive. But uh, I'm if he pulls that tackle off, he would have won the defensive one for me. I'm would have made mad. that clean. <laughs> that was such a dumb tackle. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, um, we should do that. What's the dumbest moment in the season? Let's just agree that was oh, it. Yes, let's let's go to that one. That one is it. Yeah. Okay. And then second, Ruan's nut nut kick. Yeah, Ruan's nut kick okay. is second by close second. Well, should, should we just should we just should we just vote on who gets uh, dumbest player of the year award out of those two, out of those two plays? Mauricio, yes. Mauricio, <laughs> yeah, Mauricio, because we we won with who ends, you know, still. But honorable yeah, really. third place goes to the referee of the first round game. Yeah, and then the honorable mention to the wheelchair. Oh, the wheelchair! Bro. <laughs> That's def- def- definitely most valuable best player. What yeah, about best moment of the season? Second, second best, best moment right to me was Nani withholding right his ear. Oh, oh, the best moment. That's a good one. Go ahead, JJ. Nani with the, the LA game after the PK. Mm. That pumped us all up, I think. I, I, can't, I can't put that over Schlegel, bro. <laughs> yeah. I can't put that over Schlegel, bro. I'll, mm. I'll go Schlegel on that one. Okay. So you, you got one Nani and one Schlegel. Ryder? I can't answer yet. Oh, okay. I can do. Poppy, got... I can do that. Okay, so that's two yeah, for Slago. Let, let's put it this way: one of those moments got a T-shirt out of it. Oh, okay. and all, exactly. 
For context, I was holding up the T-shirt I was wearing. Swag, what do you got? <laughs> mind you, mind you, they they could have made a T-shirt out of that with Nani running around with the hand up to the ear. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, they probably could have. They should have yeah, made Mickey Mouse. Take if they got that poster, I I take that one too. I think you got to take Schlegel, but then like. As far as games, I think the game where we beat Minnesota 3-1 in the semifinal to go to the final of the of the MLS cutback, coming off the 1-1 draw to, with a win of LAFC, thought we were going to be hungover, and then Nani just complete takeover. That was just that beautiful one-touch, little dribble, tucked it away, and then he had that dope little curler in. Man, that that to me was like the certification of of – Orlando City this year has after that game I was like we're the real deal yeah oh that when the the, the sound from that curler right oh that went oh, in. yeah man I was I still remember it the Nani ear thing was was iconic that was a good shout JJ because to me that says you know what Are you guys listening we're here to stay I like that a lot because that that's when I really you know <laughs> that's when I believed that was such a massive win that being said the Schlegel thing was so absurd that that's got to be it. You know? <laughs> the Schlegel thing was played everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That one went viral around the world, bro. For sure, yeah. All right, Schlegel it is. <laughs> All right. Um, let, let's talk, let's talk uh, confidence levels on, on club stability. Um, let's talk uh, – let's do the easy one, coaching. It's great confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you, unless you go to Columbia, which I doubt it, but it's yeah. great confidence. Yeah. Like, I have good, you know, I know his family likes in the States. He likes in the States. Um, so, everyone unanimous. Everyone's really confident. Unanimous. Bobby for life. Fly right on past that one. Yeah. Bobby, Bobby for life. I would. Say <laughs> same time. Bobby yeah. for life. I want Poppy in my next life. <laughs> <laughs> and the one after that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Alex wants to reincarnate as a Bazan, as a Bazan brother and just be on Alex Oscar Parteas staff for life. <laughs> let's talk um, this next next category. Let's talk. This one's a little. This one's a little more uh, difficult to answer. Okay. A little more tricky. How's your confidence levels in the front office and uh, front office and ownership side? And front oh. office that includes that's 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 Muzi that's. That's the scouting. That's also Alex Leitzel. Um and and uh, and ownership. That's Flavio. So how we feeling? How we feeling after this season? How we feeling on those fronts? I'll go first on this. I, um, I have confidence, but no confidence. Does that make sense? Um, so confidence. I have confidence in the front office in Muzi and his uh, staff. Um, ownership. Oh, let's go to scouting. Scouting. I think. Somebody big one day is going to take Ricardo away from us. He's done a phenomenal job. He's basically built this team, him and Muzi, uh, and uh, now Oscar, of course, the coach. But he, I think Ricardo's ready to go to something bigger and better. And that's actually good for him. Bigger and better than Orlando City? Not I know. Bigger and better. Uh, I think uh, there's bigger and better than Orlando City. There's bigger and better in Europe, <laughs> maybe even in Brazil, in the yeah. Flamingo, Vasco, or Santos, or Palmeiras. Uh, there's better in those. Uh, but uh, if Ricardo stays, hey, it's great. I don't see him leaving. Uh, I don't think he's leaving. But 
I, I think there's going to be clubs knocking to try to get him to be – he's a great scout. I agree, Very I agree good. with that, especially with all these uh, expansion teams coming in. And then um, ownership. Ownership. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, there's rumors that Flavio's selling. And then there's rumors that he's not. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I'm, that's where my confidence is a little bit in the uh, staggered of non-confidence would be uh, in the ownership. I would like to know what's going on. Are you selling or are you not selling? You know, and then that's that's basically it. So confidence and no confidence for me in some parts. Brown. I'm fully confident. I think everybody stays. I don't think Ricardo would go to another MLS team. Hopefully not. I think he's not done building here. I think he could if if he's getting the main job. But, uh, yeah, that's true. But but uh, I think we'll get him for at least another year. Um, money talks. Muzi's the yeah, man. Pay the man. Give him a raise. I'd rather have – if it comes down to Muzi or Ricardo, you take Muzi, I guess. And, uh, and uh, you know, you just move forward. I mean, Flavio sells, he sells. I don't really care much about Flavio. It doesn't affect the day-to-day operations, I don't think. I don't know about um, that, though. As long as he keeps – as long as he keeps buying these players and, you know, there's not many opportunity for us to bring in transfers. We only have five open roster spots. So uh, we'll see what he does. And, you know, people are talking about old Ronaldo. So maybe maybe we could see him in purple. Right. Like a dream. One can only dream. Um, I but feel really been- good about the – I feel good about – Muzi, I feel good about the overall organization. They responded very well to COVID, both at a organizational and just a overall club level. The the thing I'm nervous about is, are we going to fill in these players correctly based on need, or are we going to fill it in based on budget? And the but the budget always comes up, and it's always talked about: Is Flavio going to open the purse strings and get us what we need? And this year, it's a little different because we don't really have like there's not a glaring okay, we need to go out and spend X Y Z on this particular position because we've got almost everything we need. We're actually in a bigger position where there's a couple of players that we might very well sell. Maybe not, maybe this off season, maybe in, in the spring window, but either way is, are we going to do that business only one way? Or are we going to do the business both ways? That's where I'm think I'm just wondering how is the club going to strategize that going forward? I believe that, Muzi can do that well. I just don't know if there's gonna, if the money's gonna be there. And this, the added question of is majority ownership still gonna be the same, or is it gonna be different in 2021 based on rumors that have been floating around the Twitter Twitter sphere for a little bit? So that's that's my only question: is ownership and ownership per strings for those little things and for if we're going to sell and then spend. Eddie. 
Yeah, I am confident in the front office. Um, I'm confident more in the scouting than I am. Sorry, Muzi, not that I have any problem with him, right? But um, I think uh, I think it's really been the the scouting and some of that predated him. Um, I think uh, Ricardo, you know, he's not just a scouting. He has a, that, that different spot, right? And he's got Leo Baldo, who doesn't get enough credit for his ability to find players. And a lot of these players that we, we know and we've gotten to and we've grown to love are Leo Baldo's finds, you know? Yeah, yeah Ricardo, Ricardo, and just for the people that don't know who uh, Leonardo Baldo, Baldo is, um, mm-hmm. that's who Ricardo brought over from Columbus with him. So those two are responsible for a lot of these people you're seeing on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Pedro Santos, Arthur, right Zardes, th- 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 that was back, there. Left back, a lot of those guys. That, yeah, that, that was, that was, was those are their moves. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I, I, if, if I, if, you know, to be honest, I, I think I'd rather not lose those two than lose Muzi. If I had to pick between who do I rather lose, I'd rather lose Muzi than those two, to be honest. Um, I think, I think, you know, with our, the way our budget is structured, I think it's almost more important to find talent at value than it is to, um, you know, manage the cap and stuff like that that the general manager does and negotiate. Um, I think this, I, I'm not sure. Obviously, he contributes to, to the valuation, but I think a lot of it is, is, seems to be done well when it gets to him, right? And it's not so much him playing, picking the players. That's a bit of a, a, a you know, deduction for me, but, I'm, uh, you know, that's how it seems. So, I mean, I have confidence in both of them, but, you know, Ricardo's just, he's a smart guy. He's young. He's, he's got, I mean, he's, he's an attorney. He, he's been an agent. He's been a college player in the States. I mean, he's got the whole world in front of him. So, he, you know, he's like Daryl DK. It's only going to be a matter of time before he goes somewhere. Uh, if he goes upward here, that'll be great. I'd be fine with that. And uh, Leitao, Leitao's going to work with what Flavio has. And, and Flavio, if he sells, great. It's fine with me. I don't, I don't mind it. The, the problem I have is that they're like a commitment to the youth, you know. You, that's that's been a problem and and you could attribute that down all the way probably to even to to Muzi. i don't know if it's his fault but i don't think we, we've done a very good job with with our academy or youth set up here we've never really tried it or never given it a full effort this entire mls existence in my opinion and um and with ocb it's the same so here we are with that and um but the, the thing about flavio selling everyone's like okay he doesn't spend a lot on transfers but right right now he's spending a little bit Right. I mean, we just bought Antonio Carlos. He was nearly two million dollars and Perea and, and Schlegel had to be another million at least right together. Plus, you know, maybe one and a half million or so. And um, Alvarado is probably so, a million by himself. Yeah. Alvarado, who knows? I mean, I don't know for an Ecuador league. I'm not sure how expensive he is, but um, the, you know, he's spending and our salaries are up there. He's not like he's never paying a wage bill. He's always paid a high wage bill. We've always been near the top of the league. And with selling, there comes some downside. We don't know who the next owner is going to be. It could be a cronky type person who's just silent. He's got money or Bob Kraft who's got money and doesn't spend it. It doesn't mean automatically everyone's going to be better than Flavio or going to spend more than him. And then sometimes when they sell, they bring in their guys. Who knows if they, you know, they get rid of other, the other people we have. So ideally a new person, if you do, do, do indeed sell, opens the pocketbooks and keeps the structure going, you know, and uh, invest in, in the academy and the, and the B team. That would be ideally. So do I have confidence in Flavio? I mean, I guess. We won with him. We could still keep winning with him. But I do think we have some untapped upside with maybe a different owner who's a little more committed financially or capable financially. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much on that same page. Um, 
I'm extremely confident in the scouting because it's, like I said, that, that same team, that duo. And I know a lot of us, we give our stars to scouting because we give a lot of that credit to, to Ricardo. But uh, that's definitely a team. They've been a team since, uh, since Columbus, uh, Leonardo Baldo and, and, and uh, Ricardo. They are extremely good as a pair. They proved that over there, and now they're proving it here. So um, you you would imagine you would imagine if they were able, they're they're extremely good. And Columbus Columbus is the same way as us. They I mean they that team that that's not that's not a team that just goes out throwing money at at every hole. You know what I mean? Um, they 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 are small kind of small budget over theirs too, um, but they've proven that they can work under those circumstances. You would imagine if they had an even bigger wallet to work with, you would imagine they could probably do even more. Um, so my, my, my confidence in the scouting is extremely high. Um, I, I, as far as the ownership goes, I'm concerned a little bit with, uh, with if he sells only because um, the uncertainty of, of you don't know what a new owner is going to do. You know what I mean? Sometimes guys come in the same way how a new GM comes in. Uh, a new owner could come in and decide, I just want all my own people in here and just wipe that whole crew out. <laughs> and that would be the dumbest thing ever. Um, you got a guy, guy come in and say, oh, yeah, Perea's, Oscar's great, but, you know, and they could be all flash and just, want, oh, oh, this guy's from this guy from Europe. He used to coach Ajax or something. You know what I mean? And and just wipe everybody out and just based off of, of flash or things like that, uh, things that are based not on any substance. Um, or you can get the, the opposite of that and get something even worse, which um, would be a guy that comes in and even though he has money, he, he just he doesn't give anything at all um, to the club. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm a little cautious about about the new owner about new ownership if we do indeed sell. Um, Alex Latow, I'll actually give Alex some credit, which very few people do in Orlando City verse. <laughs> um, I think he, I think he's growing into his job. Um, there were a lot of mistakes made, whether whether you think they were his, whether you think they were Phil Rollins, where you think they were Adrian Budalik the list goes on and on and on. Um, I feel like, I feel like he is trending upwards um, as far, as far as uh, being on the job. And I, I feel like he's, he's starting to get things right. Um, whether you, whether you think they were, it was him that got him wrong in the first place or not. I feel like the decisions that have been made since Nikki Budalik have all been positive. Um, as, except for the youth, the youth setup, like Eddie said, I'm I'm very low on that. I don't know what's going on over there. It's, it seems like it's a mess. It seems like it's getting worse every year, um, personally. Um, but we we'll see. Um, right now, I, I put that on the back burner because you know the success has been on the field, so um, it hasn't come to bite us yet. Uh, so hopefully, they can get that turned around because uh, they got the facilities now. They got you know th- things that things are trending upwards. So I hope that continues. And um, yeah, I got, I got confidence. I got confidence in, in where we're going as a club. All right, let's talk uh, player turnover and uh, roster decisions. Um, Orlando City put out, put out uh, the end of the season uh, roster decisions as far as contracts, buyout options, 
I mean, uh, buy options and uh, declining options. Uh, we declined Alex DeJean, Robinho. Uh, we didn't resign Dom Dwyer, which I told you would not happen. And oh. I, hey, I had to put that in there. I told y'all it was a lock. And he was, it was right. And uh, Jose, and they declined Jose Coman, which was the last between Coman and Dom Dwyer. It basically signaled the last of the uh, Nikki Budulik era contracts. They're all up out of here. Adios. 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 See ya. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. So um, how are you guys feeling about that? We, we also, we also uh, purchased all, all the players had on loan with buy options. Um, Antonio Carlos, Andres Perea, uh, Rodrigo Schlegel, and uh, Alexander Alvarado. We, we purchased all those options. I believe Carlos was probably, I think he was 1.8, 1.9 million or something like that, somewhere around there. Um, Rodrigo Slago, he was reportedly about 500,000. Uh, we don't really have numbers on anyone else as far as um, Alvarado. It's expected he's somewhere between the 1 to 2 million mark, probably 1.8, I don't know, something like that. That's not confirmed. <laughs> That's just guesstimates. Um, and Andres Perea, I have no idea how much how much that is, uh, or guesstimating about eight hundred thousand, maybe. Um, fifty uh, percent of his rights, fifty percent of uh, Rodrigo Slago, hundred percent on Carlos and Alvarado, I believe. Or did Alvarado have like seventy five percent or something? I'm not sure. And we got a twenty five percent. Sell on clause with Schlegel too. Oh yes, that's right. And, and yes, like uh, sell on clause with us. Like, mm-hmm. um, how you guys feeling about those decisions? Oh, and we also re-upped Mauricio Perea mm-hmm. for an extra year. Feeling, uh, which for for an extra year uh, at a DP salary. Um, he was DP last year too, but this most most likely means he's got a raise. Um, you could probably guess he was on one point one million last year, so you can. He probably just slid into Dom's spot, honestly. <laughs> um, so he's probably somewhere in between the 1.1 he was making last year and the 1.5 that Dom was making. Um, so he's he's most likely just slid into that spot. Um, he's classified as straight DP now, not as like a possible TAM buy now. So most like likely originally did when they brought yeah. him in, yeah. But we do have the one open spot. How you guys feeling about uh, these roster decisions? Yeah, I feel that's to be expected. Oh. I think. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. I just think it was everything was to be expected. I think uh, Rubinio obviously just didn't work out. I think Patino was the only one that was like kind of oh, like yeah, you scratch your head because we did, oh, yeah, only because we went so far out of the way to get him in the draft. Um, but uh, I mean, adios, Dom. Sorry, it didn't work out. You know, got a lot of hey, Alex. I got a question for you, Brown. You want to go to the airport mm-hmm. and uh. While he leaves, you know, we get a big crowd and say bye bye. You know, oh, like how he arrived, we say bye bye. Oh my God! Don't, come on, yeah, he's probably we probably he's probably already in Minnesota. We probably already missed it out, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, <laughs> and it just didn't work, man. I mean, it's not his fault that uh, that you know oh, he was arguably on the decline, and then we paid a record fee for him. You know, he didn't he didn't swipe the credit cards, so. Uh, you know, along with that fee came all the uh, the expectations to pay to play up to that cost, and 
just never came anywhere close to that. And eventually that turns into a, a ton of animosity, especially for people who maybe weren't around during the USL days, you know, to see him dominate. Um, but it happened. It's done. And uh, like Cleon said, it's the last of the Nicky Bud moves, probably the worst one that he did. And uh, we move forward. I, I agree. Like I... <laughs> Ryder. Okay. Um, the, the, every, every move that was made was the right move. I, one move in particular that kind of bummed me out, but was the right move was Alex Dijon. He wasn't, he, he didn't have a ton of appearances. He wasn't a full value add on the pitch, but it was pretty clear that he was a good locker room presence and I, I he's going to be missed a little tiny bit, but again, he just wasn't cutting it even, even for a roster spot at this point. So it's a good move on, but the rest of the moves, all the players we signed getting Mauricio, even for one year was, was nice. It's going to be good to see him just continue to, perform and shine in 2021 and give and just continue to grow. I mean, it was very clear that Oscar got a lot of out of him this year and he's going to get even more out of him, even with him missing the first two games in 2021. So that's a good, that's a good ad. Schlegel, um, Carlos are both good permanent buys they're going to be very useful schlegel off the bench and Car antonio carlos obviously is a starter um rubinho he was good off the bench but it, i think we can do better and i think we will do better so good moves one thing i do want to say and this is a this is a particularly weird context because of the fact that orlando city played soccer up until like the second to last weekend of November for the first time in club history. The, the speed that these moves were done with, Oh, by the way, Dom Dwyer's leaving. Yeah. That's no surprise to anybody. He'll be missed, but air quotes. It's, it's a sentimental problem. And and I think I said it during MLS's back that we had seen him play his last in purple because one thing, forget about his play, forget about his scoring. Guys, he, he got injured a lot. He was a health risk. At the amount of money that we paid him, he was a health risk. And I know that that's hard and it comes, it, it, it's an, a risk for an athlete, but he, he just wasn't cutting it. And it's sad because of his history with the club, but we have to, we have to be happy that the 2013 final happened. We have to be happy that that season happened. We have to be happy that we had him when we did. And then we need to look forward. We can look back on our history fondly, but we can't let it impact the future of the club. And I will, 
he will be missed, but as a personality and as a player in his youth, but that that slot is going to be very useful in this offseason, however we may use it. So other than that, the speed that these, like I was saying, the speed that these moves were made with, we, we podcasted on Tuesday of last week, and before we even got the episode out Wednesday morning, a lot of these moves had been announced. And that, that, that makes me think that this club has a plan and knows what's going on going forward. And that, that gives me great confidence. Eddie Cruz. So, D, I well said there, um, Alex, about the, the, the past is it's great and all, but it can't impact our future. We let that happen with, with Dom Dwyer and James O'Connor. And, um, you know, we're just getting out of that now. Um, Dom, you know, going to be a legend in, in the, the lore of the entire franchise because of what he did with the USL days. The MLS days from the beginning, just, you know, overpriced and ultimately just didn't work out. And I honestly think, as bad as it sounds, when he got hurt, it wasn't just it, it wasn't just um, evident that, you know, maybe he wasn't worth it. I think it helped in different ways. Not only did Daryl DK get a chance to blossom, but I think I think locker room wise, I think it, I think there, there was more cohesiveness when he's not there. I think it allowed the natural order things, the natural natural order of things to kind of set in place. You had Nani and Dom as these alphas, but Dom really wasn't an alpha. He didn't deserve to be, right? Nani could, could kind of set the tone, be the un, you know the unified kind of clear alpha there. And and when you see, I think there's some resentment when you, you see a player that's making that much and not producing. I mean, some of the players are gonna are gonna see that. They're gonna be like, man, I'm I'm better than this guy or. And he's making that much money, and I'm only making that. And you're talking about guys making sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year, and a guy making one point six million dollars a year. Don't right? get me I mean, wrong; he would have been okay coming back for a fraction of what he nope, made. Nope, 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 nope. And I said this last week, but a fraction. I, last week I said a fourth, maybe an eighth. Yeah, look, I, there's no proof that like people don't don't like the locker room doesn't like him or anything. It seems like a lot of people like him, Chris Mueller, etc. But hell I, 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 no. Yeah, but I think I think no. that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think um, I think that you know him not being there. Period. In the I think him I think our team maybe gelled more when he was not at the hotel anymore and MLS is back. I think him just not being on the team helped. Period. Just not being around very much. I think that helped make us a more cohesive unit, to be honest. I think, I think he, you know, you got another person. The rest of the people are pretty much South Americans or, his, or Latinos or, or Portuguese in some capacity, right? And, you know, there's, you know, even Mueller speaks Spanish. And I think that this kind of the culture got set in and without Dom. And I think – and there's no DK without Dom being hurt. I don't, I, DK's, DK, the plan for DK was not for him to be on the first team at the beginning. It was to be with OCB and get minutes. COVID ruined that and then Dom being hurt. Uh, did that so that was that was fortunate and um but all the roster moves um they've they're great alex was right they, they they did them quickly we have 25 out of 30 roster spots filled um and it, some of these moves i don't think you guys are selling them enough perea for another year is a, is a big deal because we don't have a backup we have nothing we have nothing at all we'd rather play um marie or uh, andres perea Coman, who's a on. natural eight and a six Coman didn't even play everyone talks about Coman as a 10 he hasn't Conan hasn't played as a 10 anywhere, 
he didn't play as a 10 here. He didn't play as a 10. I've been saying since we got him. Yeah, we, we, we assume he's a 10 because he got the number 10 thing, but he hasn't played centrally. Could he have? Maybe. We don't know. Oscar doesn't care, apparently. And, um, and remember, they talked about when we loaned him out that to get value from the DP spots, you've got to hit on those DP spots. Nani and Mauricio are hits. DP spot now, Dom was not a hit, and Coman was not a hit in the DP spot. If you're going you're gonna to make an impact, you're going to take the next step as a club, we've got to hit on that third DP spot. And, um, and I think signing Andres Perea permanent was huge. I think that kid's going to be a star. He's going to be someone yeah. we could sell on. I think he's going to be a star. I think it's a, it's a, that's, he's a lock in that position, which is a very important position in, on Oscar's system where you play two pivots and or double pivot. And I think that was huge. I think um, Alvarado, we'll, we'll see. But I think keeping Perea and, and Mauricio is enormous. And I think Carlos locking him down, a defender who is one of the best defenders, in my opinion, in the league, right, and who, who's just getting, getting more and more used to the league in his prime. He's 27. This is a defender's prime. When we still got an option who's totally committed, to, totally passionate about the club, plays for the shirt. I mean, I think it's great to lock down a CB duel, a, you know, duo center backs and lock them out and build on from there. Look at our history. Every year we've had some other duo. We've had some rotation. We've had, we've gone from Tommy Redding and, and, and uh, Connor Donovan to Seb Hines and Mateos and Spectre and Schuler and all kinds of randos with a one decent guy. Now we have two good guys and, and to lock that down, to build from there and to give Andres Barea and kind of have that spine lockdown i think it's important so now these things think these moves are, are great and um and i wonder what all these guys are doing with their time we only got five roster spots to fill and we got the paperwork on time so it's a new day in orlando <laughs> wow. we didn't JJ? we didn't ac- we didn't accidentally uh uh didn't activate uh, any any extra year clauses or anything yeah for real remember successful. those days jj successful I'll oh yeah i remember yeah. those days jj what's your thoughts well, my thoughts are this. Dom Dwyer was brought in for one thing, one thing only. We were going down in the slumps of ticket sales. Well, two things. And, I guess it was a score holster. And uh, that's what it was. It was basically Budelik saw that, hey, we needed somebody to come in, get ticket sales up, and guess what? Dom Dwyer is the man. They did that. Thank goodness he's gone. Second of all, a DP slot opens up. DP slot is an important slot. Um, that means we can go get a good guy um, and pay him. Well, guess what? You have another DP slot opening up next year, maybe two if Mauricio doesn't sign. So guess what? You're, you're, you're looking at DP slots not being held up a long time like they have been, and we can get players, good players in. Plus our players like Perea, who I think will be – phenomenal and I hope he plays for the US national team and doesn't go to Columbia and play. I think he's gonna be a star, like Eddie said. Uh he he he's got the ability. He's a young kid and you know Burl Halter now is coaching him down there. Oscar's coaching him. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a stud. And then uh unfortunately Santiago Patino didn't work out well for him. And Dejon like Ryder said, he was probably a locker room guy, you know, a guy to just be out there and practice and everything, never had any opportunity to play. But signing Antonio Carlos is big. Uh, it, it's one of the biggest things that's 
I think has ever happened, to be honest. Antonio Carlos is a champion. Um, he's won it in, in Brazil. Um, this guy is a European, let me tell you, a European-type defender that could be playing for top European teams, to be honest with you. And at his age, at 27, he's still young. I mean, you still got defenders playing at their 30s, mid-30s, and still getting lots of money. This guy can still be sold for a good amount of money if we sell him and he still stays good for the next two years or so. So signing Antonio Carlos was a great idea and phenomenal and cheap, too, at one point. What was it? 1.7, I think it was you guys were mentioning, or 1.5? Something like that. Somewhere around so, this that was cheap and let me tell you he is an awesome defender and then uh Schlegel, you know hey i guess they uh got him because he we can use a backup goalkeeper to pedro galeste now instead of letting nutmegs go through brian rowe <laughs> but uh <laughs> no but uh, for Schlegel, there you couldn't i mean you're like, no matter what his buy option was, you had to do it. I mean, you had to do it. It could have been his okay. only game play of the whole season. And it's just like, That's you true. risk losing everything and the continuity and the the chemistry with the, the fans and the supporters and all that. So, he, he, he which his... poses a question Does that deal get made if he doesn't make that save or he oh, doesn't absolutely. get put I, in I that position? So. I, I think so. But, but the only difference is that he paid for his own transfer with the t shirt sales. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think I think it would have got done, but I think that one absolutely. They they are probably still thinking of it, thinking on it on it. Um, and then once once that happened, they were like, "Dude became a cold hero." I was like, "Okay, he's got to get signed." He wa- he walks <laughs> off the f- pitch still wearing the goalie jersey, and they hand him his the the papers to finalize it. Yeah, for real. JJ, what do you think one. about Coleman being gone? Who? One, one. Uh, Coleman, being hey, 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 uh, uh, I got you. Is one one with my oh, favorite player, Eddie? Who's that? What's his name? Rudy <laughs> Diaz. Oh yeah, Rudy Diaz. Rudy Diaz. This guy. Hey, is... I, don't, I don't know if I've ever said that on the on the pod. I had no yeah. idea that his name that was his last name. I thought his name was Rudy first name Diaz yeah. last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. His name was Raul Ruiz Diaz. This guy's over here, Rudy Diaz. I was like you know? Rudy Diaz, and Eddie was Rudy like, Diaz. Some guy who owns a taco truck, you know, about. off of Highway 50. This guy, Rudy, Rudy Diaz. Diaz. Who's that? But talk about look. We need a Rudy Diaz. That guy has like eight goals and like nine playoff games. The monster, bro. Yeah. Well, JJ uh, Coman, you forgot about him. You know, who cares? Well, right? I, oh, yeah, <laughs> Coman, I forgot about Coman. Well, I forgot about Coleman, you know, but the the bottom line is Coleman was a was a disaster since the beginning. I mean, from his trying to what was it finding out, you know, at the Weston and Lake Mary, you know, people trying to know where he was at, if he was going to play, what and this and that. Um, I just thought the, to me the kid was never to me wasn't a decent player, and to to get the money that he got and everything. I didn't and to get the ten shirt and that pressure, yeah. Oof, after Kaka. it was just to me was, and you never played him, and he he never got really any opportunity. So loaning him out and then seeing that you know he goes back to Cerro Porterno, and doesn't do he doesn't even start, you know, and uh, basically you know another Nicky Budelich uh, failure, just like uh, Carlos Asquez. 
Um, as you guys heard, Carlos got uh, he got kicked. Well, got whatever. Got his got contract like, uh, yeah. uh, expired or whatever um, with uh, Allianz. So and Alianza Lima went down. Alianza Lima is like relegated, the, bro. Is like is like the Yankees of Alianza is yes. like one of the best teams in the history of Peru, and they got relegated. It's like Man, man. City getting relegated. In yeah, Peru. man. Wow. Man, those Peruvians they they don't do good over there. They got to oh look, all Peruvians, you know, keep your marriages and families intact and come to America, man. Because there Ash you go. Ash was out there turns into James Harden. It's parting. <laughs> so there you go. So those that's my uh, take on the players and everything. I think it's great that the moves that we did and it, like I said, it opens up and I like how these DP slots in the next 3 years, 4 years we have opened each year basically. That's rolling DP slots. A, yeah, that's a great point. Next year we're going to we could have up to about 4 million in salary between Nani and Mauricio potentially open two DP slots slots. And, and it, to, to Alex's point about the, the, the John, I mean, we need those glue guys, those good locker room guys and all that. And, you know, the, the team is cognizant of making sure you get, they get good players and good people. So I, as long as they, they keep, keep that in mind as building a roster, those little, that 22nd person on the roster is important too, man. Dijon was, was a trooper, always put in a good shift and hopefully we replace them with somebody similar. Rodrigo's one of those guys. You you can't lose a locker room guy like Rodrigo and DeJon the same season. I think that'll be, you know, that's important stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think uh I think the one year contract with Mauricio, I think that's absolutely the right move to make. Because as good as he is, he still does have some question marks. You know what I mean? As far as like his health goes and things like that. Um and, and he's starting to, you know, he's starting to get up there and he's starting to get a little older too. So I mean, he, it's a it's a question on like it's a question on on whether if you went beyond a couple years with no way of getting out of the contract, if you you might have regretted that by next year or even the year after. Um, it's not out of the question that could happen, and it still could. But um, if if, if uh, just just like with these other guys, if we get find ourselves in those situations, we're able to get out of it now. Unlike like when what happened with Dom, they didn't expect this with Dom, and you were stuck with them for that entire length of that contract. And and those are the types of mistakes you just you just cannot have. Um, Jose Coleman, um, you just you just can't do it. You can't do it. You can't sign you can't sign guys to DP contracts. Um, Budulit he did the same thing that you know that uh, that is that is uh. What, what do you call that? He, he's, he was, he was Paul McDonough's apprentice, right? So uh, he followed, he followed, he followed his footsteps and, and, and did the same thing he did with us signing 19, 20 year olds, the DP contracts that weren't really, honestly, weren't really proven um, that they can produce on those levels. Like if, if you're signing guys and locking them down to contracts you can't get out of, they better be guys that are like a Nani, like a Nani, like a, like a, a it better be somebody you, you are, 90% sure they're going to come in and, and do what they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't bring these guys in and you don't even know if they can play yet. And you're just all on potential. You can't be signing. You're right. You're right about Nani, 90%, because the other 10%, he can't make PKs. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so. Um, you know what? Nani deserved that. You just can't have Good it. Good job, man. JJ. You just, you just can't have it. You can't have it. You can't, you can't be signing DP contracts to guys that are all potential. You know what I mean? He's yeah. got to as Miami, right? They're Carranza and whatever yeah, else, he, right? He did, he did the same thing. And look, 
But apparently, when you're Miami, you're allowed to have like four or five DP spots. Apparently, so for real, that's another thing. Yeah. So whatever. All right. Um, let's move on to this expansion draft. We're gonna play a game of um, we're gonna call it. What are we gonna call it? Choose, choose, protect three. That's what we're gonna call it. Um, let's let's see if we can come to some type of agreement Instead on of connect four. It's protect three. Protect the MLS three. expansion game. Yes. Let's say let's I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go through my list of eight guys that I'm gonna say are locks to protect. Um, if you guys disagree with any of these, then you can unprotect you can uh, protect four. Um, you get to protect eleven, you get to pr- protect eleven players in the in the upcoming expansion draft. Um, only one player can be selected from each team. So um basically uh you're going to have some guys that are at risk for getting taken off your team. Um, all right, let's start with one. Let's start with Nani. Protected? Yes. Everyone agree? Yes. Yes. Uh, um, Mauricio Pereira. Yes. Carlos. Yes. Antonio Carlos. Absolutely. Yes. Pedro Gaese. Absolutely. Robin Yonson. Yep. Yes. Robin Yonson, Chris Mueller. Yes. And yes. I'm actually going to go with Andres Pereira mm-hmm. as, as the eighth. I agree. I'm based, with you there too. Based on if that dude's available, he's getting snatched. Yeah. Um, Daryl DK, uh, Matinho, Benji Michelle, David Lorea, Bender, Mason Stoudemire, and Michael Halliday—they are all automatically protected, um, either from homegrown status or general, um, general from um, Generation Adidas status. So you don't have to worry about those guys. All right. So um, on the unprotected list, we are going to have. Uh, we have Mateus Ayas, we have Yuri Russell, uh, Kamal Miller, Joey Desart, Brian Rowe. Um, we have Smith. <laughs> How do I forget his name, bro? <laughs> Brian Rowe? No, Kyle Smith. Smith or Kyle? Kyle, uh, Kyle, Kyle Smith. Smith. Good Lord. How do I forget Kyle's first name? Mm. Uh, yeah, it would have been better if you said Accountant Smith. I was about yeah, to, but really? I was about to. Um, <laughs> Tesho Akindeli, uh, Rodrigo Slego. Alexander Alvarado, um, Junior Urso, and um, Sebas Mendes. Uh, we're going to do a game of Protect 3. Who wants, to, who wants to go first? I'll go. Go ahead, J.D. All right. But then again, we have to think about what kind of moves that Orlando City will be doing, you know. So my three that I protect, because we are very short on fullbacks, and we have Uran – and uh, and Montino as our left and right back, I would protect Kyle or yeah Kyle Smith um, because he can play or both. Madman. Um, he he can play both right and left, and we have nobody. Um, then my next one would be uh, Kamal Miller because we have no other defenders. Mad if uh, Janssen or uh, Antonio Carlos goes down, we have nobody. That means that, A, we would have to go by. If Miller leaves, we'd have to go get somebody. So Kamal Miller would be my second choice. And then my third choice and final would probably be – um, that's where the tough one comes. It's like you said, Cleon, earlier, Russo will be a lot of money for a team to get. So I would leave him there because I doubt that anybody would pick him up. But then I'd be scared that they would and, and spend the money on him. Um, I'll, I'll go, damn, just for 
Nah, no, not even him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess Seba Mendes. I don't know who my third one right. is. Seba Mendes. That's it. Those are my three. Right, so that's that's it. So JJ has left unprotected. Mateus Ayas, Yuri Russell, um, Joey Desart, Brian Rowe, Tessa Recondelli, Rodrigo Slego, Alexander Alvarado, Junior Urso. And those are his unprotected. So one of those players will be at risk at being selected if JJ was your general manager, because he is a madman. Um, going with JJ uh, as well. I'm taking uh, Alex. I'm taking Brown. JJ. Uh, I'm taking uh, Kyle Smith. Uh, I'm taking Sebas Mendez, and then the Bear. All right, Kyle Smith. Kyle Smith's American. He's sexy for for uh, he he doesn't cost an international spot. He's a sexy attraction. Like JJ said, he could play both fullback positions. He's proven to do it good. So sexy he's a sexy he's a sexy attraction to uh, <laughs> an expansion team looking to add a a value player, in my opinion. He's someone yeah. that he could that could be counted on. Just to be sure, just to be sure, <laughs> this is who you're protecting, right? Yeah. 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 And for the record, I think uh, I think Tesho Akindeli gets taken. Or you're yeah, that, that right. sounds so like a perfect who, who did you protect? Alex, you protected, so Alex, you protected Kyle Smith and who else? Kyle Smith, Sebas Mendez, and Junior. So look for for roster building. I think, I think Tesho have gets a point. taken because yeah. Tesho's American on a cheap contract. He's Canadian. He can score some goals. Whatever. He's domestic, right? So <laughs> yeah, he's been, he's domestic. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. domestic. Yeah, um, the, the from a roster standpoint, like the names don't sound big. Come on, Miller, Cal Smith. But from a roster standpoint, JJ has a point, and then um, Alex um, has a point in keeping Cal Smith. Um, but um, I just I don't want those I don't want those names there. I don't want to be attached to those names. So my my three names are Juan. We got to keep him because I think we play completely differently without him. You already have him up there. We already uh-huh. have them up there. We, we have them on there? there. That's oh, an older oh, that's the other one. Okay. So then I have Seba's. Um, Seba's. Mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep Urso. I'm going to keep Urso because the thing about Urso is that I, I think he's vital because we don't really have an attacking midfielder. We don't have a box-to-box. Mendes can get in those positions, but he actually can't do anything when he's there. Right? So I think Urso, but he's so expensive, I don't think anyone's going to take him. That's that's the point. Um, that's the worry there. So, uh, Mendes has more upside, but he had a down year. So, I don't know if they'll take him. But if I'm another team, I'm taking Mendes because of he's young and we yeah, see him play player, uh, play better and he's got upside. He's so, cheaper. I'm going to – and what? And he's cheaper. And he's what? And he's cheaper. And he's cheaper, yeah. I would keep Mendes. I would keep – 2 zero, Minnesota. Zero. Uh, I, I get a um, good lord, jeez, my gosh, stupid Minnesota. Um, I'm gonna keep uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep Mendes. I'm gonna keep jeez, man. I don't really care if Yuri goes and, anymore. Tasha Slego, Alvarado, Urso. You know what? I'm gonna go with the with the group. I'm gonna say we keep one of those fullbacks. I'm gonna say we're gonna keep Kyle, and we're gonna keep. Mendes and and Urso, I guess, but I don't know, man. I just Those don't care. Three. 
Yeah, I guess I guess so. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to take Schlegel. Maybe they will, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'll go with those three. Yeah, I'll go with those three. All right, I'll, I'll go next before uh, Alex. Uh, me, I am not of that mind. Um, there's no way I'm protecting Kyle Smith or Kamal Miller because if one of those go, that's a lot easier to replace than a lot of these other guys. Um, you can find another Kyle Smith. You can find another Kamal Miller pretty easily, I would think, um, especially at that price. Uh, I'm going to protect Urso. I mean, I'm sorry, not Urso. I'm going to protect Sebas because I believe he – I'm only going to protect one of those two out of Sebas and Urso. Um, I actually like Urso better, but being that Urso is 32 and he's very expensive, um, he's basically – he's a DP. Um, he just gets bought down. So I, I think there's no chance they're going to take him because um, I would imagine they already have their DP spots already set up in advance. So I'm going to leave Urso exposed – Protect Sebas. I'm I'm probably actually gonna protect the two the two international even though we haven't seen them, I'm probably gonna protect Ayas and Alvarado. Depending on the contracts. <laughs> Cause I, I'm yeah, Alvarado is too expensive, I think. He's if if like he's too... expensive, I don't if he's expensive, I don't think they would take him. But I don't think he's crazy expensive because he, he's not a DP. I mean, the kid's 21. So it's a little tricky. Um, if he was a DP, I wouldn't worry about it, and I would leave him, ex- I would leave him exposed and just assume they're probably not going to take a DP. But he's definitely not a DP. I don't even think he's Tam. So, um, Or they haven't announced it as, as him as Tam. He might be. but um, So I'm actually going to protect Sebas, Alvarado, and Ayas. Um, I would be worried about them taking – no, I'm not going to worry about them taking anybody else. I, I think out of the ones that got selected, I, w- I would only really be worried about Schlegel getting um, picked up. But uh, I'm hoping him having the international spot. Nobody's going to pick up Schlegel because he's a legend here now. So they're not going to start off with they're a like, pissed-off oh, player. They need a third yeah, but then he's going to be a bad pissed-off player. But then I, I think I think Tesho, and I think if you leave Kyle Smith unprotected, See you later. Automatic. I think Kyle so too, but gone. I mean that's automatic. I mean, I think I think so too. I think if he's unprotected, um, I think one of if we leave the guys I say leave unprotected, which I say both of the fullbacks, the backup fullbacks, and um Urso, I don't think they take Urso because he's too expensive. I think they will take either Kyle Smith, Kamal Miller, or they will take like maybe Brian Rowe or Tesho. I don't and, think it matters who you leave unprotected. If Kyle Smith's unprotected, he's going. So they can only yeah, take I mean, one. I'm not, Doesn't I'm not gonna, matter who else you protect. Gonna, that's not going to break your team. To me, that's not going to. That's not going to kill you. You know what I mean? No, I mean, you arguably, find, you might enjoy that because then, the then right at back. least you have the power to select it. Yeah. You're in control. You know, of who of basically who who leaves if you leave yeah. Kyle Smith. On, yeah, I just I don't think they'll just take Is just unproven and and Alvarado too. So that that's why I mean they're I'd rather have the you know uh, Is especially, but I just don't think they're going to take him. I think there are a lot. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think you players. definitely leave Tesho unprotected and hope that Tesho gets taken because you got Is on the bench. But yeah, we'll I, I just feel like I, I feel like those guys at their ages, they 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 have a high. Ch- I think, especially Alvarado, I think probably has a really high chance of getting taken if he's not like a DP or 
Tam or something like that at their ages, 21 and 23. I think they, I, I think they it's a very high chance I'm getting taken. I think with this spot, people tend to get MLS proven players. So I see Tesho and Kyle being taken. And, um, you, but you, you know, one thing we're all forgetting, we're missing up here is that we all know that they're going to protect Yuri because they always do. So they're not, I will be, they're not going to protect you. They're going to protect you. Watch it. Not with, not with, not with, uh, I mean, you got Sebas, you got Sebas, you got Perea and you have, uh, Urso as well. I can't, I, I could see them protecting three of those four. Um, and I don't know who they, who else they'll leave unprotected, but, um, I could see that happening. But, um, yeah, with the investments they just made on, on, um, ISN, and uh, Alvarado, I mean, they brought him in for a reason. They want to see him play, in my opinion. Yeah, Alex Ryder, who you got? Oy vey. You guys have made it very difficult on me at the end. Um, the thing about Ayas and Alvarado is, like like it was said, the MLS proven portion of that is where what is going to make some clubs a little more hesitant. Um so I would leave both of them off of that list just because there, there's not a big sample size for them. They came in so late and so late and didn't get a lot of playing time. So, I mean, IS technically has an MLS goal, which was very odd, but. Yeah, but um, it's not, no tape on the guy. I mean, the guy's yeah, worth 13 goals this year. Um, yeah. And and that if if out of two the two of those guys I would say Ias but I'm still I'm honestly still haven't made my decision I'm talking through this as we talk because you guys made it much harder on me Yuri Yuri shouldn't be and won't be um, between Miller and Smith I think Smith would be would be protected so Smith's my first protected uh, Desart eh probably not row could maybe make some lower table teams happy as a starter or a backup um so but you don't protect your second tier goalkeeper when you could pick somebody else up or use the guy you've had in your stable for a number of years um so he doesn't get protected tesho i don't know Schlegel international spot, probably not. Urso, as everybody keeps saying, he's protected by the fact that he's got a high contract, so he's probably not going to get taken. Um, all that to say, I've come to the long-winded decision of I would protect Is Smith and honestly Akindele. I think Urso. I would say. Urso, but I think Urso is basically protected by his high price and high contract. Hmm. A lot of people. Don't I don't like it. No, I definitely, I definitely like... leave one of those strikers available. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm protecting Tesso, I'm I'm leaving Ias, but I would never, I wouldn't pick Tesso or Ias. But yeah, I mean, did you people really pick up an international spot player on these on these expansion drafts? I mean, is that common? Pretty rare. It's pretty. I mean, yeah, especially it's someone with no look back on. It's not, it's not that rare, bro. It's not like they never yeah. showed up. It depends on the player, though. Yeah, I mean, they have to be really see. sold on him. They have to be really sold on him on his film yeah, outside of MLS. It's only one to, to one spend, team, you know. right? Yeah, yeah, 
one one team this year. Now I hope they yeah, take somebody. So for me, I hope they take like it, I hope they take somebody this year, like Brian Rowe, and then we're off the books next year, right? After that, they we're, won't you take can be Brian off the books Rowe we and. Want. Uh, we're off the books with Brian Rowe right now if he wants No, to. no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if we, we re-sign Brian Rowe and they take him, then the year after they can't take anybody oh, from yeah, us, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, I'm praying they take – we sign Brian Rowe and they take him or yeah, whatever. They're going to take Kyle Smith, guarantee it. He's I mean, they might, but, I mean, to me, that's just – I mean, if you got to lose somebody, I mean, it's whatever. To me, it's like, I just – I'm not going to protect – I'm not going to protect, like, any of those two over – I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, all of us have been banging to we need to upgrade our backup fullbacks. So I'm not going to, like, go out of my way to lose another a player somewhere else over one of those two who I think need to be upgraded anyway. Yeah, but I, I don't want to allocate resources to two backup fullbacks, just the one. Correct. Room. I mean, why are we going to spend cheap, money brother. on two fullbacks? Players. You can find those anywhere. Yeah, I mean, we literally we can... found them in a draft and one from USL. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. They're not hard to – I mean, full, I'm not saying fullbacks are hard, not hard to find, but – Mohamed El Munir, we can go in uh, – we can go get oh. him from uh, the uh, LAFC and everything. I think we lost Cleon, so I'll, I'll end up uh... – <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Cleon. Cleon froze. I, I thought he was really mulling over a point, but he froze. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he so... froze. Yeah. So, uh, so guys, you guys basically stated, you know, Kyle Smith, um, Cleon's really pushing on this fullback, which to me, I don't see the point of going to spend money if we already have it here. And kind of, kind of, Kyle Smith has proven himself, and he'd be good for both right and left, if you ask me, um, for a good backup. And you got Juan, you got Joel Montino, you go, yes, if we lose a Kamal Miller, that will hurt us because then we don't have any defender, which we means that we'd go out and have to go spend money on the defender. So we, we would lose, we, we would lose money to me. I, I'm seeing this as trying to save money so we can get more valuable players, more players that have name or are even better. And we have the money to spend. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think we, we need, think we'll, we'll, uh, you go ahead, Alex. No, I mean, I think I think they'll. I, they've been hinting at getting some sort of of DP addition. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, typically in this league, especially nowadays, you want to have those spots full. You know, you don't want to sit on them for too long. So, wouldn't be shocked to see it happen. Wouldn't be shocked to see it be an attacking player. Uh, you know, just thinking in the future because I don't know how long we'll have DK, but it's where we should probably already be counting down those days. And without him, we're pretty thin back there. So, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see anything like that. We need to get air parents for for Perez on a one year and for Nani too. I mean, and Mueller, Mueller's doing well. He might get sold on. So we got a lot. We got you know, it's only five spots, but we got a you know, two a year from now we we might look very different. You know, so yeah, it's important. But a year from now we'll, we'll pro- we possibly have two DP slots open. Exactly. You know, a Mueller's money that comes in if he gets sold to wherever. You know, who knows yeah. if DK if he flourishes next year. You know, to becoming one of the best strikers in the league, you know, Europe will be knocking, you know, so that means money coming in and DP slots opening up and heck, that means we get stronger with the team that we already have that's strong. 
That's right. So, I mean, with, with that being said, I think we, we should all be fairly optimistic. Do we, you know, teams that, that we beat, Minnesota's about to go to the championship against Columbus and teams that we, we both took care of and um, they're in the finals. So we got a team where we, we can next year, it's, it, we are guaranteed, almost guaranteed playoffs and things could change, but we, our expectations should be at a minimum playoffs, right? With, with trophies. No, 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 no. no. It More be, than playoffs. We yeah, should no, no, at what, least win something next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. What the I mean is like playoffs. Or MLS Cup. Yeah, yeah. Playoffs shouldn't feel like a successful season next year. A trophy feels like a successful season. So we, we got a lot to, to be positive about. And thanks for everyone who's been listening in this year and been part of, a, part of the podcast, who've been interacting with us on our social medias. You've got a lot of just great supporters who, who give us a lot yes. of uh, energy, a lot of participation, a lot of reinforcement and support. We thank you guys for all. Thank you all our sponsors, Manscaped, Field Turf, Tugger Landscaping, Accurate Mortgage, Field Turf, and anybody else we missed. <laughs> and, um, and thank you guys and for If anybody's in, interested man. in sponsoring, feel free to get in contact with us. Just DM us on the, our Twitter account, at Orlando yeah. Lions Den. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we try to make it even better next year. Yeah, uh, sure. maybe we could we can do the uh, zooms and uh, do it live or something. Who knows? Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about. That's just something I've been thinking about. Maybe a more YouTube component. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll we're going to crowdsource that. When you guys have ideas, hit us up and you know how we can make this better in year four, right? Year four, guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, we'll all be back hopefully next we're year. We're seniors. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> next you year saying? is is the cup year. It's a trophy season. So that's excited. right. And we, everyone forgets we're playing, we're playing international soccer with the league's cup. So we've got a number of competitions that we have the opportunity to win in open cup. will be back in some form or another next year. We we can make a real run at that, it at the supporter shield, even if it's made out of a captain America shield, we can guys, we can win MLS cup with, we can do it. We're talking, we're talking about this. And if, in an alternate world where we don't play, and I don't think we talked about this enough, we don't play two matches a week for how ever months. This could have been our year. But if and buts, candy and nuts, let's just look forward and enjoy the fact that we have so much to look forward to and so many slots already filled in so many of the questions that we're normally debating in january or even february have been solved and we can just go in give the guys will get their much deserved rest some of them are going to get on the international stage this week mueller perea and dk and 2021 man it's going to be fun four trophies to look forward to let's let's go win one let's go win two let's go win them all who knows and just a reminder to everybody, if there is big breaking news that we do sign Cristiano Ronaldo, we will do a podcast for that, of course. So any breaking news, big major <laughs> breaking news, we will do a podcast for it. But uh, so in January, when we sign Cristiano Working that Ronaldo, secret angle. Yeah, that's right. We're going to have a secret angle. Jeez. <laughs> so then we would do a podcast. But and once Cleon, again, thank you, everybody. All right, Cleon, sign us you. off, bud. Cleon, sign us off. You're back. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I don't, I don't know what just happened there, but we're we're signing we're off. Uh, we're just talking about uh, advancement of the pod, thanking the listeners, and uh, looking forward to next year. All right, I agree. Ditto. All right. No poppy, no party, you got any, guys. Got any last words? No, no poppy, 2020? no party. 
No poppy, Vamos no party. Orlando. Get off my DK. We got to get them all Everybody in. Everybody have a safe December, and uh, we're almost through this year, and I know it was a crappy year for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, but at least Orlando City brought us uh, brought us some light. And uh, next year, I got a feeling they'll be bringing us even more light. So it's going to be a good one, I think. Happy holidays. Merry Happy Christmas. Happy holidays, to everyone. Happy New Year if we don't talk to you. And can't wait to talk about soccer in Orlando City again in 2021 with these crazy guys. Yeah. That's yep. right. We'll, we'll see you. We'll see you next year. Um, wish the best to all of you, except for you, Atlanta United. You still suck. And can't Fort Lauderdale. Ain't nothing changed. And popping yeah, you, Your stadium's ugly, by the way. I watched the video today. It's trash. Yeah. And Columbus. Stadium. Screw Columbus, dude. Yeah. I don't care if Seattle or Minnesota win. Screw Columbus. Yeah. I'll see y'all. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We'll see you guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll see yeah, y'all guys. in the League's Cup. See you in the League's Cup. All right, vamos. Orlando, no poppy, no party. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Take care, everybody. Greetings and salutations from the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico. Congratulations to the Orlando City Lions, number fourth on the Eastern Division. They battle through anything and anything, and they give us so many thrills, so many great moments, so many good memories. Uh, it's just an outstanding performance. And thank you guys, too, at the podcast for just bringing me laughter and um, just continue to do what they need to do because i tell you what a generalito everybody else everybody should be happy that we have a team that can battle they never quit and i tell you i mean it's just thank you very much go lions next year we we're taking no prisoners it's going to be all out no cookies i'm out on the street but let it be ben, bendiciones eddie and family merry christmas and happy new jersey Thanks for listening to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Until next time, be sure to check us out on Twitter and Facebook and at OrlandoLionsDen.com. Till the lights go out, till my legs give out, can't shut my mouth, till the smoke clears out, and my high, I'm a real bitch, till my bone pull up, till the roof comes on, till the lights go out, till my legs give out, can't shut my mouth.